Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. How's everybody doing today? I'm your host, Will Rankin, and this is Life with Will. Oh boy, boy, oh boy. <laughs> okay, this is like the third, no, actually, this is like the fifth time I've tried to record this today. Um, <laughs> we're, 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 uh, getting back to the basics here. <laughs> Uh, this is the first time in 2022 that I'm recording a podcast. Um, so bear with me here. We've had some physical difficulties already several times this morning. Uh, a few setbacks. Um, so uh, we're going to try this again. And hopefully everything works this time. Uh, I hope they remember everything that I did or said. <laughs> Oh, this is definitely my life. Oh man. Okay, so 2022. Um, yeah, it's the first time we've actually aired in 2022. Last time we aired was uh, last fall. Um, been having a lot of setbacks, uh, a lot of health issues. Um, starting to finally get things under control, getting on routines on, on things, and um. Getting my life back together. Uh, it's been taking a while, but I'm uh, pretty sure I'm getting a routine down now. Um, just recently, I started the routine process, so it's 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 a process, of course. Um. So, anyways, um, the health problems I've been having, uh, as I think I described last year. I have a heart failure, and um, so what that does is, uh, unfortunately with me, that makes a uh, buildup of fluid, and it goes to my leg. So my leg is massively swollen. Unfortunately, I have a hard time walking because of that. And it's very, extremely hard for me to get around. I end up, I was in a walker. I started off with a cane, then and downgraded, or, well, I guess you could say downgraded or upgraded, I don't know if you consider it, to a walker, because uh, things got worse. And things got a lot worse, and I am now in a mobility wheelchair. Uh, what I mean by a mobility wheelchair is not your regular wheelchair with the big wheel in the back where you move your arms and everything to wheel yourself along. I'm actually in a electric style wheelchair, powered wheelchair. And this thing is massive. This thing is so massive. <laughs> I actually have to take the left armrest off to get through your normal doorway. It is so wide and beastly. The tires on it are huge. I mean, the motors alone are, are powerful, very powerful. Um, I was told in the manual it could last up to 12 miles. <laughs> I was told 12 miles I could, I could ride this thing, um, without, with the batteries, uh, lasting that long. So I have yet to even try anywhere near that amount. Um, I have explored my area where I live. It's Jackity. I did go see a friend, which doesn't live too far. They were kind of shocked to see me. We do have that on the YouTube channel. Um, <laughs> so it, it is um, uh, 
it's been interesting with this chair. Um, now, the downside, though, there is a major downside to this chair. Not only do I not walk, but, you know, I, every, everybody's worried about me not walking anymore. That's not a, that's not a problem, guys. I am going to walk again. I haven't given up. I just need help to get around. And then while I'm here in the Y, um, since my room is not that big, I need, you know, uh, something to sit in comfortably. And I can't have a chair in this chair in here at the same time, so I use this chair as my regular chair in here. And yes, I will use it as an office type chair where you wheel it around, you know, you spin around and move around with it, you know, little by little by little here. But I do get up and use, you know, I walk to the bathroom and everything else. And then at night, what I do is I got a little hallway here. Hard to explain it because you can't see it, but I got like a, a like. Okay, so you walk in the main door to my uh, apartment, whatever you want to call it, room, I guess you say. I don't know what they call this thing. They call it a studio apartment. So what you do is you walk in the door down there, and you got like this straight hallway, like narrow-ish area where there's two closets, one on each side, and then you come to my kitchen area, and across from my uh, refrigerator, there's a door to the bathroom. And then you come a little further in and it opens up to a, a bigger room where my bedroom, my bed is, my desks, my dresser. I got a couple desks in here. I got one with the TVs on it and I got one of my computer stuff on it. And then I got a dresser and then I got some metal shelving and I got my queen size bed. in here. That opens up into that area. Okay. So in this long little thing going where the uh, bathroom and, and the kitchen are, um, Probably about maybe, I would say, twelve feet maybe long. The hallway there, I guess you could call it. Well, no, if you go all the way to the door, sorry, if you go all the way to the door, it's probably about maybe fifteen feet, maybe fifteen feet. So what I do is what I from from my um bedside to there I, I, I would say it's 15 feet so anyways so what I do is I take my chair and I go down park it by the door in front of the main my, my room door I spin it around so it's facing me and I plug it into the wall outlet down and then I take my cane and I come back and I sit at my um and, and I sit on the side of my bed and I get ready for bed that's how I do things at night and then in the morning I get up I use the bathroom, of course, get dressed, and then I go get my chair and bring it into the main area here. I'm sitting in right now. I got my windows wide open. Snowing in April. Yes, I said snowing in April. I don't know why. But, um, and then I do my daily devotions. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, what that's about. And, um, and then I just go on about my day, right? You know, I use this chair as a regular chair. Um, but I do go out with it and I use it for its potential because I can't walk that far. And that's the scary part of my downgrading health. And, um, right now it's really scary is I can't go anywhere without this chair. And then again, 
there's no way for me to get around with this chair. As in, I mean, I can't take any kind of transportation-wise anywhere. Uh, the city bus, their ramp, just as narrow enough for the tracks on my tires to fit in, but I can't make the turn to sit in the area or make the turn past the driver to where I'd have to go to sit down or, well, where everybody sits down, but where I'd have to put my chair so they could strap me down. I could do the tie down. I can't even make that turn because it's so wide. Then I thought about the Starbucks. Well, the Starbucks here in New York is a specialized bus from our from our city bus company, CDTA, Capital District Transportation Authority. And what it does is people with special needs, like me, with a wheelchair, and other special needs can ride the Starbucks. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a discounted price, da-da-da, you know. And so uh, we required, inquired about that, me and my one uh, worker, inquired about the Starbucks. And... Come to find out, the Starbucks would probably work out. The only problem is the weight limit on their lift. They actually have a lift, not just a ramp. They don't have a ramp. They have a lift. So the lift, they max out at 800 pounds for their lift. Me and my chair probably weigh close to 900, unfortunately. I have to say that because I don't even know how much I really weigh. I'm going to guess either... Below 500, around 500. I'm going to say either below or above 500. Okay, my real weight. I don't know, so I'm going to have to say 500 safely. Well, that being said, my chair weighs 389. So you do the math, that's over 800. Not going to work. So I looked into maybe possibly seeing about these, how you can purchase a handicap vehicles with uh, ramps built in them. See what they entitle. Well, they do have 1,000-pound ramps. They do have 1,000-pound lifts for those vehicles that they, they convert. The only problem is they cost mad money. I do not have mad money. But I was told that there are government grants uh, in the form of medical equipment that I could get that would help me Either help pay for it or pay for the whole thing. Um, so I am now currently in the process of making contacts to get a hold of a grant that would be able to get me a grant money for medical equipment for a vehicle and the conversion. <sighs> because doing all my research that I've been doing lately, it looks like I'm going to have to go with a Ram ProMaster van, which is the right height and the width for me, and with a thousand pound lift, uh, which is the right, uh, you know, capacity for me. Um, but unfortunately, there are none that are used in the area for sale. So most likely, I'm going to have to go purchase a van and then have it converted. And that's going to be quite a bit of money the way I looked at the vans and what I would want in them because I have certain you know you know I, I have certain ideas of what I want in a van if I'm going to have it for so long I want to have a decent van 
And uh, the Ram Promaster actually has a lot of different things. Um, but I think I... See, now, now here's my debate. is Do I want to wait till the new one comes out within a couple months? Or do I want to just purchase a 2022 and have them convert it right the second? Well, I mean, that's even if I had the money. I don't even have the money yet. So I, I, I'm going to probably wait till the 2023s come out when they start making them because they're a little, they redesigned them and they're a little more robust. 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 Uh, <laughs> a little better than the ones they, they're making currently right now, this generation. Uh, so I'm probably going to get a 2023 if I do. The, the reason being that is the transmission. They've been having transmission issues. With the uh, six-speed transmission, they do have a nine-speed right now in the 2022s. I believe that's carrying over to the 2023s. Also, with a bunch of different features that they are now safety features. Now, this is the reason why I'm considering the 23 because there are more safety features added to the 23 than there was with the 22. Me being handicapped and everything, I think I would want more safety features in the van. That being said, I will probably wait till the, the 2023 year models do come out if I get the money in time. Um, well, I should have the money for that, for 2023. So, um, and then the conversion kit alone is going to cost probably roughly 30. Well, they say, the guy I talked to said the conversion kits cost anywhere from 30,000 to 45,000. Um, I did look at a vehicle last week. Beautiful vehicle. Beautiful. 2022 Chevy Traverse. Vehicle was, it was brand new, of course, but it was beautiful. Until I heard the price tag. I almost had a heart attack right in my, my parking lot. I was like, whoa, I don't even want to go near that vehicle. I don't have that kind of money. Uh, now, mind you, this was a... If, if you don't know about cars, if you look this up, okay, a, a Chevy Traverse LT Leather Edition, okay? That is not a fully loaded vehicle at all. That is nowhere near the fully loaded top-wide vehicle. That, that is one of the base, base, well, not base, but the lower, I think it's like second level up LT model. So, yeah, go, go look that up. The uh, second level, you know, and, and okay. So now, mind you, that's the second level of options and everything else. You know, it's not high, high level, whatever. Second level from from base model, okay. Well, actually, first model from base model, yeah. The one above the base model, okay. I'm tired. I'm sorry. First model above the base model, and then. To add a forty-five thousand dollar conversion on it, costed ninety thousand dollars. Ninety thousand dollars, like I, 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 I don't even. Yeah, I, you know that's what I'm saying, little John. Ninety thousand dollars. I couldn't believe it myself, man. You know, um. So, uh, so yeah, that was, that was, no, and then I couldn't even get in it because the, okay, so a Traverse is, if people that don't know, it's an SUV by Chevrolet, and it's the second, it's like, 
you got your Chevy Blazer, you got the Equinox, and you got your Traverse, and you got your Suburban or Tahoe, Chevy Tahoe, then Suburban. Okay, so it's like in the middle, and um, it's, it's a decent size, but it's an SUV. Okay, so now what they did with this conversion kit that they get, they gave out in this one that I looked at, it turns the rear passenger door into a sliding door. Now that's a lot of work to do. Because that vehicle is not made like that. So there's a big mechanism sitting in the back by the door, by the whole frame of the, the vehicle. That, I was not able to get my wheelchair past. I would have went head in right into it with my left side. So, we went back to the drunk board. And the gentleman that was there from the company decided to we were talking about Pacifica which is wider and the platform or the uh the um the ramp is better for me and stuff like that but something was wrong with the ones they have so he thought about the Promaster would be perfect which it is really and it's really nice I'm sorry to say it's even for a cargo van. It's a really nice vehicle. I don't care what anybody says. I've looked at them now. I've researched them. And van life. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, I mean, yeah, van life. It'd be a van, yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I had my coffee. Um, but yeah, it'd be van life for me. <laughs> um. But see, here's the other thing, though. Um, uh, we were, me and my friend were thinking, and then my mom even came up with this, even after we thought about it at first, but we didn't tell her about it. Because everybody that knows me knows I'm a helpful person. And I hope this doesn't get out there and somebody take my idea before I can even do it. <laughs> I really shouldn't be saying this on the air, but I just, it, it's, it's so me. It it, it it sparks just happiness in me, even just to say it. And right now, I need happiness because I'm I'm very down and depressed because of all this stuff going on. So bear with me here. Do not steal my idea, please. Do not steal my idea. Okay. So listen. Everybody knows I'm a happy person. You know, I, I'm very happy when I help other people. I I don't like being helped myself. I I always enjoy helping others. And I used to love Uber. I used to love Uber. I had a minivan. I loved Ubering and everything. And when I blew the transmission of my van, I was so depressed. And I could no longer Uber. And I lost my van. And couldn't get it repaired or replaced either. So blah, 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 blah. And I loved Uber, though. It was good. I made good money. I had fun doing it. Met a lot of interesting people. Now, here's the thing, though. Uber does not offer handicap-accessible vehicles. Because I'd be trying to find one that has my size wheelchair in it. Or my size, you know, to fit my wheelchair. But they don't even offer that. So, I said, well, if I get this van, you know, if I get the grant money to get this van, and normally grant money is just for that person individually, and that's you know, do whatever they, but I could turn this into a small business or 
just helping out my community, which I'd rather call it helping out the community. I don't want to make a business out of it, really. I just want to help out my community, and I would offer rides for people with wheelchairs, but offer it like an app. And you'd pay through the app and everything like you would with Uber. And um, you'd be able to see where I am coming to you because there are others. Yeah, no, no lie. I'm not trying to steal everybody or not going to say, they're say, oh, you're, you're right. There's places that have Medicab and all this other stuff. They have, they have wheelchair accessible. Yes, they do. But in, where I live, they take forever to get to you for one. And they, and they stop after a certain amount of hours. They stop at a certain time and you can't use them 24 hours. My idea would get you 24 hours. So say if your local Walmart was open 24 seven and you sat there and three o'clock in the morning, you say, Hey man, you know, I really want to go to Walmart. You know, I wonder if Will's up. I wonder if he could take me, call me up. Cause I'm always a night owl anyway. Hey, Will, what are you doing? Could you take me to Walmart? Yeah, sure. Give me a few minutes. Let me get in my van. I'll be on my way. Let me get dressed. And I'd be on my way to help the person out. And, you know, I'd have to, I'd probably have to have somebody else with me because they would have to get out and strap them in because I have a hard time. I'm going to, sure, I'm going to have, well, I mean, if it's one person, I could probably strap them in. Yeah. You know, if they don't mind taking their time because I, I wouldn't be any. I wouldn't be anywhere to be doing fasting at 3 o'clock in the morning. I'd be like, all right, man, let me strap you in. Let's go. You know, but what I was thinking is, um, the way I'm looking at it is I'm going to get a, a 2500 Ram Pro Master 2500, uh, 159 wheelbase. So it's a long, it's a long boy, not long, long, but long enough to where I could fit like four wheelchairs in the van. I park mine all the way to the back when I get in and then I got room for three wheelchairs. If need be, three other wheelchairs and a passenger up front. And um, so I could have the passenger do the wheelchairs during, you know, during peak hours and stuff and stuff like that. I mean, I just want to give back to my community. I'm, I'm one that never, I don't like sitting still for one. Y'all know that, I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm always one to give out, give help and, and, stuff and i've been burning the past but see what the thing is though i don't want to be asking for money for gas that's all because everybody knows right now our gas prices are astronomical thanks to the potato in office <laughs> it's not really that funny folks he is a potato and he's in office and he's screwing up our country all right but i'm not talking politics on here okay but seriously though uh the gas prices are astronomical so that's the only thing i would charge I mean, I would charge probably a little bit for wear and tear in the vehicle, maintenance-wise, you know, because you got to charge a little extra for maintenance and stuff like that. So, I mean, I wouldn't charge, like, astronomical. Like, I heard uh, a friend of mine who, who's on my Facebook page, he met me for the first time this uh, Easter, uh, Saturday before Easter. And he came to me, and he was telling me that he just, uh, they went to uh, a diner, and they had his grandmother with him. And, um, they had to get transportation for her to be there. They had to arrange it three days in advance, which is normal. But they had to pay out of pocket because the insurance didn't cover it. And they had to pay $150 to go not even a mile down the freaking road with somebody with a wheelchair. I'm like, and that's one way or is that both ways? He goes, no, that's one way. I said, oh, my God, I would never, never in my life. 
never in my life chart. I mean, even if the insurance and stuff, I would find some way around that. I mean, like, my God. I know there's other expenses they got to do, but I mean, Jesus. Wow. $150 for not even going a mile down the road, basically. I'm like, wow, that's a ripoff. I'm like, well, I'm definitely going to do this now. If I can get this van, I'm definitely going to do it and help people out. Because no, no way and no how should anybody be charging that kind of money. I don't care if it's through insurance or not through insurance. You shouldn't charge that kind of money. So, so I'm hoping to be in touch with, uh, so right now we're in spring break. So I'm going to give it, you know, whatever. I'll give it a little while because people in spring break and everything. And I think the assemblyman that I'm talking, trying to get a hold of, he's, he's in spring break right now. I'm sure because he's got a family and everything. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I was gonna say it. I'm trying to get a hold of Angelo Santa Barbara here in Schenectady, uh, because I know he he deals with a lot of uh, uh, handicapped people and stuff like that. His son has autism. My brothers know him, know his son, because my brothers, of course, have autism, and so they went to school, I believe, with him or something. They did something with him and his son, so they know his son very well, I guess. And uh, I've also met Angelo Santa Barbara in person. I was actually his first Uber driver when I was Uber <laughs> when the Uber platform first came to Schenectady. <laughs> I was actually his very first Uber driver, so uh, it kind of you know makes sense to reach out to him. So if anybody's hearing this and uh, you know and they know who Angelo Santa Barbara is, say, hey, did that guy Will Rankin ever get in touch with you? He desperately needs help. <laughs> If he, had, if he hasn't reached out to you yet, please get a hold of him, <laughs> please, because uh, I'm I'm very desperate at this point. Um, I, I'm I'm so desperate because I have not made any of my doctor's appointments because I have this chair that I need to be in to get around, and I can't go to any appointments. Um, this is why it's another dire life and death emergency that I do get this vehicle because I can't go to my appointments. I've actually already missed about three or four cardiologist appointments. And anybody that knows about cardiology, that's not good at all. I have a bad heart. I have been diagnosed with heart failure. And, um, yeah, I, I not sound morbid, please. And, and I know it's not going to happen because God has a plan for me. And that's why we're still here on this earth. But technically in, in the way of science and everything, I could go any day. I could not be here tomorrow. So every day I wake up, I'm thankful. And that leads me to my next uh, topic. Kind of a good segue into it. Um, last month, I became ordained. Um, and yes, I know ordained means Oh, you can only perform weddings and this and that and certain ceremonies. Well, to me, it's a stepping stone into the ministry. Um, I intend to go further with it because I feel God has a purpose for me. And part of it is to put his word out there. And even maybe doing this podcast, I can actually put it out there as well. So I'm sorry if this offends some of you people that 
don't like religion talk and stuff like that, well, you might as well turn me off, unfollow me, do whatever, because I'm about to say some stuff that might might offend you, and I really don't care, because this is my life. Okay? I've been saying this for, <laughs> I don't know how long now. The reason I'm not dead ten times over yet is God has a purpose for me. I don't know what it is. But I've always said, and I've read it in the Bible, that God has a plan for everyone. He's got all our lives written out, plans for it, everything. We're just along for the ride. That's how I see life. Is we're along for the ride. Okay? And I don't know what his plan is. But I'm still here. I've had a lot of close calls with death. I've had car accidents where I shouldn't have made it out. And I've only had a couple scratches. I have health issues that should have killed me by now. But I'm still here. I've had a lot of things happen to me. I shouldn't be here. And so to me, God has given me this life. And I'm not going to waste it anymore. And I'm going to sit here. And I feel he wants me to tell people about his word and what he's done for me. Because if he's done for me, he can do for others. You just have to accept him in your heart. And I'll be honest with you, I, it, it's taken me a long time to do this. I have my issues with Christianity and a lot of other stuff like that because I was raised in a Christian home, yes. But to me, it was more or less like it was shoved down my throat, like I had to do it. If I didn't do it, I was a bad person. I was even sent to a Christian school, a Christian private school. And um, unfortunately, I was like the rebellious one of the school. I was like the rebel without a cause in that school. I was known. The school only had uh, K through 12. And every grade knew who the heck I was. Now, normally, you just. In a school like that, yeah, some people may know other people, but in a school like that, no, they just didn't know who you were or anything like that. They just, you know, unless you're like a student, teacher, like a, a teacher's aide or something like that, then the 12th graders or the 11th graders would come down and help out the elementary or something like that. But, uh, and that's how you would be known. But no, I was a third grader is when I came into the school second time. I left when I was in kindergarten because my parents couldn't afford it, I guess. And then they had enough of me being in the, in the public schools because I wasn't doing too good. So they put me back in the Christian school. And I was in third grade when I went back to the Christian school. And I was just a bad ass. I was just such a person, like, like a student, that I didn't care about anything. I would tell people off. I'd swear. I'd curse. And there was this bully in school, and his name was uh, Joey. I, I don't want to go with his last name because I don't even know if he's still alive or whatever, whatever happened to him. I don't, you know. And I and I kind of feel bad for things, you know, people like that now because bullies, you know, they got the, they got something wrong with them, and, and that's why they take it out on other people. So I don't want to do that. So. But uh, his name was Joey. I'm going to just go with Joey, and he probably be. God forbid he ever does hear this, he'll be like, holy crap, I remember that kid. Oh, my God. 
So <laughs> anyway, so there was this bully, and he was always the bully to every, all the other younger kids, and he was in fourth grade. And I got there in third grade, so I'm like, okay, you know. And then and I meet this kid, and he's running his mouth, and he's – and the, the thing about that school is the, the biggest thing, like, was soccer. Everybody played soccer on, 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 on the reset, reset – during recess, everybody played soccer. So I, I – I, that was pretty good. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't like, a, a running person. I didn't like to run, so I played goalie. Well, I was a big kid back then, too. I was a big person, though. So. so to me, in that goal, I had I made sure nothing got past those bar, bars. So nothing got in my goal. And I was a big guy, so I could do it. And I could take the hits. So they ended up calling me the wall. So this kid, Joey, he thought he was going to do some stuff. He was, you know, he would always try and get it past me. He never got it past me. So one time... I remember this specifically. It was kind of funny. He uh, he had a penalty or whatever. And it was just him going to kick it towards the goal. Well, man, he thought he was going to be so slick. He came out. He he uh, he tried to fake it. Wait, 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 what did he try to do? He tried to fake the kick to make me move one way, which yeah, normally sounds right. You know, like, oh yeah, you move your side the other way there. And then when he uh, kicked it though, he ended up slipping on it, and he and his um shoe fell off, and his shoe went towards me. And I'm thinking, I, I didn't even, I didn't even actually no, I didn't even think, I didn't just say anything. I don't even remember doing anything but just grabbing the shoe and then tossing it right back at him. Like I really thought he did that on purpose at first, and uh, apparently he didn't. But uh. Yeah, this this kid, he, he was always a bully. He was always just, you know. So I basically put him in his place after a while. You know, I, you know, me and him would get into words and everything. He's like, "Oh, you're going down," and I'm like, "No, you're going down, dumbass." I don't know what the hell you're talking. About. Well, I used different language back then. I was very colorful back then. <laughs> I remember this one time in fifth grade. <laughs> this is this is how bad I was. I, I, you know, and this this would seem like normalcy now the way these kids act. This I shouldn't even laugh about it because this is the way I was, but this is the way kids are nowadays. Teachers like, okay, did everybody do their homework? And their kids are like, yeah, yeah, we did our homework. And she looks at me because I never did my, I never really did my, homework. I hated homework. She goes, William, did you do your homework? And just I didn't even skip a beat. Fuck no. Excuse me? Did you do your homework? Fuck no. Excuse me? Do we have to go step out of the hall? You can go out in the fucking hallway. I'm going to sit here and enjoy my freaking day. <laughs> she got up, yoked me out of my chair, took me out in the hallway. The principal started walking by. She And she said they're yelling at me. She's like, you can't be talking to people like that. That's so rude and inappropriate. I don't know where you learned that language, but you better unlearn it real quick, mister. And the principal was like, excuse me, what's going on here? And, and the, the, the teacher tells the, the principal what, what I said. And she goes, oh, well, we're going to go have a chat in my office. And I says, no, I'm, I'm fine. I'm going to stand right here. Actually, I'm going to go back to class. You guys can uh, talk whatever you want to talk about. I'm going back into class. I'm like, oh, no, you're not. And I was, I was like, now that I think about it, I'm sitting here like out of body experience thinking about like, Man, what the hell was I doing? <laughs> what the hell was I thinking? 
oh, fifth grader doing that kind of stuff. I was like, damn. Oops. That little pop filter wants to fall off now. There we go. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So, I, I had Christianity crammed at, basically crammed down my throat. We had Bible class every Friday, or no, chapel every Friday. We had to dress up in a shirt and tie and everything, and I'm I'm sitting there half the time. I'd walk into the chapel without a tie on. They're like, you have to wear a tie. So then I would get some funky-looking tie, and they're like, well, at least you're wearing a tie. <laughs> you know, and, and all the other guys are sitting there wearing, like, black and blue ties and everything, and I'm sitting there wearing some weird, colorful thing that I made my mom buy me. <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely the rebellious one. At least I went to chapel. At least I went to church and stuff, you know. And and I just always felt it was crammed down my throat. So I was always rebellious about it. And I was like, yeah, okay, there's a God. So what? Big deal. Doesn't do anything for me. Freaking tortures me to death. It's all torture. I don't know where. I, I don't deserve this kind of life. Peace. Uh, you know, he kind of puts me through hell all the time. If there's a God, why am I going through hell? Why don't I get all this sh- shit crammed down my throat all the time? You know? So, so that, that's that was basically my whole childhood. You know, I, I had it all crammed on my throat all the time. And, and then as I got older, you know, I would sit back and be like, you know, it's not. It, it's how do I say this? Um, you see things differently, of course. Everybody says things differently when you get older. But when I, when religion wise, I saw things a lot differently as I got older. And as I grew up and I had a daughter and stuff like that. And, and now that I'm 40 years old, it took me to be 40 years old to wake up and realize that God has a purpose for me that I need to stop being stupid, listen to what he has planned for me and do it. And so far, I think I'm listening pretty good. <laughs> I'm still here alive. I'm dealing with a lot, of course, though. But uh, it's it's not on him, really. Well, I mean, he has a plan, and I'm just along for the ride, yes. And... It's just shocking of what I've been going through lately. And some people are even like, you're, you're lying. You're not, or you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't even go near that ordained stuff. That's, that's too, you know, that's stuff that you wouldn't, you wouldn't do. And I have, I, I've actually, I became ordained because I want to eventually become a preacher and a minister, stuff like that. And, um, but unfortunately, you know, as I did my research and everything, they want you to go to a college, apparently, to become a minister. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I just got done with all this school stuff, man. I graduated a while ago, man. I'm not going back to school. And why? Why am I going to go to a school and have some old guy or young guy, I don't know who, you know, professor-wise, tell me how to preach to people what God is telling me to do, or what me to say. How do they know, let me rephrase it, let me repeat that, okay? 
and see if this makes sense to anyone listening. How am I supposed to tell a crowd of people? Or I mean, well, not, not okay. Hold on. What would how, how how does this make sense? I'm supposed to go to a school and get told by someone that God is telling me a certain thing to say to people, but yet I'm supposed to say what God's telling me. How does that person know what God is telling me? How do they know that? How do they know what God has intentions for me to say? I don't understand that one bit. Maybe I'm missing something. I don't know. But as far as I'm concerned, I should be able to tell people what God is telling me, not what someone else is telling me to tell what God is telling me to tell other people. I, I, I swear it doesn't make any sense. I don't know how they make any sense of that at all, but I don't, I don't get it. So I guess I'm going guerrilla warfare on this whole preaching thing, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm now. I'm, hold on a second, before anybody go. Oh, he's racist. He said gorilla. Oh, hold on there, people. People, hold up. Everybody in the back, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Okay. And nothing to do with racism, guerrilla warfare, guerrilla tactics, and everything like that. That just means it's off your beaten path. It's not your normal way of doing things. Okay. We even do guerrilla filming too. Okay. It doesn't mean we're filming gorillas or. We're, or anything like that. It means we're doing it unorthodox, okay? Not your normal way of doing things. And I guess that's what I'm going to have to do about this preaching situation, too, because I don't believe in the way that the traditional way of doing it. I don't think it's right. I should not have to be taught how to preach to people. God is my teacher. That's the only teacher I need. I don't need anybody else telling me how to preach to people or tell people ministries of God, okay? I don't need that. Nobody should, unless that's the that's the like. God communicates to me to tell other people. Okay, I shouldn't have to have a person in between that to communicate to the people. That's just way too many people talking. Now I know communication is key, but that's a little too much communication for me. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm missing something here, but as far as what I've looked up and researched and everything, there is no need for that middleman. It should be just me and God talking to the people. That's it. God talks through me to the people. There should be no extra person involved. I mean, there, there really isn't a reason for it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why they have that. Or they think it's important to do that. Or that's the only way to do it. Well, guess what? There's another way around it. I'm taking option C. There's always an option C. There's plan A, B, and C. You just don't ever hear about C. <laughs> and sometimes B's not even there. <laughs> but um, it was a movie. Sorry, I'm just thinking about a movie that I watched in there. They said, uh, what, what about plan A? Plan A is gone. Plan, what about plan B? Nope, can't do that. We're going to do plan C. What's plan C? Don't worry about it. 
<laughs> so uh, yeah, just offbeat thought about that. Um, but yeah, I, I just I'm not a traditional person when it comes to religion. You know, I am Christian. Yes, I believe in God, the Holy Spirit, Father above. But I also follow another part of Christianity. Well, it's another religion based on Christianity called the Dark Carnival. And for those of you who do not know about the Dark Carnival, well, it's a shocker for a lot of people. But you got to go and research it. You got to go look up. You got to go look up a song, okay? And, and I want you to research the song. If, you, if you're interested about this, if you're interested what the Dark Carnival is, it is not, you know, devil worshiping or anything like that. You need to go look up the song by the music group Insane Clown Posse and the song called Thy Unveiling. It's on the sixth Joker's car, which is called The Wraith of Shangri-La, the last song. And it totally tells you about the Dark Carnival and what's it about. That song right there. I, I tear up every time I hear that song. I think about that song. Because it's such a powerful message. I listened to ICP for a long time. Well, not really a long time. I, I listened to it for uh, about a year or so. And I was like, yeah, it's cool music. Yeah, they're talking about slaughtering, killing people, this and that, you know, mental illnesses and shit and everything. And then I heard the song, The Unveiling. Now, before that, I had heard another song called, um, uh, what was it called? It was another song. And, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Tell Me Why. And I'm like, I heard I heard a name in that song, and I'm like, now I've always grown up, like I said, I, I had Christianity shoved down my throat, so I listened to Christian music growing up. So I know that a lot of Christian songs have the name Jesus in it, and basically only Christian music has Jesus in it. They don't refer to him as anything, you know, except for Jesus. And I never heard, like, other kind of music refer to Jesus. So I was like, when they said that in the song, I'm like, there's no way these guys could be Christian, could there be? I mean, they're talking about serial slaughtering. They're talking about wicked stuff. I mean, there's no way these guys could be Christian, could there be? And I just, I remember listening to the albums, what they call the Six Joker Cards, and something sounded familiar about these, not just the lyrics, but the way the stories were told, but I couldn't put my finger on it. I'm just like, Something sounds familiar, but I don't know. And then when I heard that song, Tell Me Why, I said to my one friend, God rest his soul, Dave. I said, I said, man, bro, I think these guys are Christian. He looked at me, he goes, no, they're not. Come on, listen to this stuff. There's no way these guys are Christian. I was like, dude, I really think there's something going on here. I think they're Christian. He said, there's no way. And we had only been listening to them for a while there in, in even Dave, he didn't hear all the songs yet. So when we finally got to the, the Six Jokers card back in 2005, I think it was, we were a few, we were a few years behind everything. But we finally heard the, the Six Jokers card, the right to Shangri-La. That last song, we both looked at each other and said, oh my God, they are. Because in that song, I'm going to give you a little spoiler. I'm going to give you a little spoiler, okay? 
in the song, the, 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 the unveiling, they say it, it, at one point, the truth we follow God, we've always been behind him. May the juggalos find God. If that's not Christian, and them losing fans and gaining fans, I don't know what is. That right there lost them a lot of fans, yes. But it also gained them fans like me. I am a down... I am a down ass juggalo and I'm dead and, and I'm I'm down for life. Because the lifestyle of juggalos is just it's unbelievable. I've been to the gathering once and I love it and I want to go back. The gathering is a music festival that's put on by the St. Cloud Posse Psychopathic Records. And it is a three-day, well, basically like almost a week-long event. And it is such a fun experience. It is a life-altering experience. There's a magic there that is felt that you can't even explain. It's family all the way around. It's just everybody is so kind and helpful to each other. There's no fighting. There's no it doesn't matter who you are, what you look like. There's no racism. There's no shaming of any sort. There's no, oh, you're fat, you're ugly, and this and that. No, everybody's beautiful in everybody's eyes. Everybody is awesome. Everybody is righteous. Everybody's just cool as hell, you know? So I'm going to leave you on that note, folks. This is my, this, this is, you know, the last thing I'm going to say on this podcast. If you want to know about the Dark Carnival, go look up Insane Clown or go listen to the song by the Insane Clown Posse on the Race of Shangri-La, the last song called The Unveiling. Listen to that, and that'll tell you these guys are Christian. All right? I don't care what anybody says. They are Christian. You don't talk like that and say you're not Christian. You lost. They lost a lot of fans, but they also gained a shitload of fans, too. On that note, folks, I'm going to leave you with that on this podcast. Welcome back to 2022, and uh, hopefully this year is going to be better. Hopefully I can get that van I told you about, and if you can, talk to Angelo Santa Barbara for me, please. Everybody, have a good night.